The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. I'm joined now by Owen Curry, editor of Air and Travel magazine. And me and Owen were reminiscing. We met once during the pandemic in a green room in RTA, I think, or something to discuss. You were discussing travel in the pandemic and I was discussing some aspects of the science. It's good to meet you again. Let's person. not dwell on the past. Luke. No, no. But I got up this morning at half seven in the gloomy morning. Oh, Can't raining. wait to go and see the sun, can I? You know, and, and that's based in people's minds now is travel in 2024. And there's many... Aspects, isn't there? To talk Absolutely. About Happy sixth day of Christmas, by the way. I that, think that, it's it's goose laying day. That's what it is. Oh, that better, what it is. Yeah. I better check out my Frank Kelly before I go home. Indeed, you better. Yeah. Um, it's but a wet, wet, miserable time, and and this is a pattern that goes back since the invention of holidays. You know, from uh, way way back, that as soon as the wishbone is pulled, people start thinking, "Oh, it's gloomy, it's dark, the evenings are long." And let's where where do we go? Traditionally, Luke, January was a, the biggest day, biggest month for travel bookings. Uh, legendary Aer Lingus sale. They would sell something like 30% of their entire stock for the year. That's an amazing month. number. Yeah. Budget travel. People will remember queues in the street. So it's still a big month. Uh, things have sort of leavened out a bit because the way yield management, revenue, everything that goes with airlines, travel companies now. But January is still the big decision time. And luckily, we have tons of choice for t- summer of 2024. Yeah. Right. There's new routes and all kinds of things, isn't there? Yeah, lots of, uh, not as many as we've had in previous years. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One of them is that uh, the sad news for uh, listeners and for consumers in general is that uh, uh, demand is going to outstrip supply. A couple of reasons for this. The, the aviation in, uh, people and the travel people would like to get more seats back in the market, but there's a whole lot of hiccups on the supply side. Uh, Boeing's aircraft are not coming fast enough for Michael O'Leary. He's very cranky even when he's not in trouble uh, with aircraft arriving late, but he's really cranky about this. He's saying he'll send some of them back if they're too late. I doubt if he'll do that. There's also an Airbus problem with Pratt & Whitney engines where it will reduce capacity across Europe. That means that we'll pay, uh, we're paying a little bit more already uh, than we were pre-pandemic. the average airfare for Ryanair, for instance, is about €10 Euro more than it would be uh, pre-pandemic. And we are going to run into that during the summer. The big question every year is in August, do I book, or every year in January, do I book now or do I wait till the summer and somebody gets caught with too many seats and they sell them off cheap late? I don't expect anything to be cheap late this right. year. Is your advice then to book now? At least in Keep an eye on those yeah. sales. Yeah. British the sales Airways, are really good. Yeah. British Airways jumped first about 10 days before Christmas. Aer Lingus have a sale. Um, Ryanair have their sale at the moment. The key with the sales um, is the terms and conditions. They generally have a book buy. Uh, January the 31st is a book buy for most of them. Some of them are January 14, 15. But the travel buy is the one that you really need to look at. Erlingus, uh, Europe, uh, very good fares for Europe. It's uh, about the second week in June. And uh, North America, uh, end of May. Ryanair unusually have uh, sale fares through the summer, right through to September. And British Airways right through to September. Uh, Emirates Etihad, also keep an eye on those. They, what I noticed with uh, and Qatar, Qatar are going to have a third flight daily through, through uh, Doha this summer. Right. What I noticed with those is that they tend to put Dubai or um, Bali and places like in, but they don't put Australia in because there's such a demand for Australia. It's very hard to get a, a cheap flight to Australia, but you're, st- you're going to get one uh, €1,200 Euro each way. 
which isn't bad considering right. the way. And also think laterally, there's, for instance, you can go with two stops instead of one. Everybody likes to stop once in Abu Dhabi or Dubai or Doha. Uh, but you can go, with, let's say, with China Southern, you can get maybe 300 euro cheaper, but ah, it's yeah. a longer journey. And a very good eye uh, on New York this year. We've a new carrier arriving in the New York market, JetBlue. They're going to run during the season to New York and Boston. Interestingly enough, Aer Lingus sale fares to Boston and New York are cheaper this year than they were at this stage last year. They're leading in at €179, Euro, which is really good value. Wow, that's very cheap, isn't it? That's very, very cheap. Yeah. It's very, it, it, again, your dates are, are not going to be your ideal dates for yeah. those sort of fares. The new routes in, in Europe, we've got two new uh, Greek routes from uh, Aer Lingus. Uh, a new one to Sicily. Sicily has been complicated in recent years. We used to have services to three airports in Sicily. Now we have uh, back to one and Erlingus are opening um, another one this year. And also, um, keep in mind, there are a couple of uh, new routes which haven't been in the headline. Minneapolis, the big headline transatlantic mm. route for 2024 is Denver. Erling is going to Denver, beautiful state, Colorado. Yep. Colorado. Uh, they're going to Denver for the first time. They're going back to Minneapolis. And of course, uh, Delta are also flying to Minneapolis, uh, which uh, is quite interesting. Right. From nothing last year, we have two different carriers. Where you're going to get the best rates, Luke, is where you have two carriers competing. Yeah. Hopefully, if you get three, it's even better. But uh, two carriers competing, and New York is a good example of what's happening with right. this. That well, Delta came in, and that's what struck me as interesting. Delta, suddenly, we're in Ireland offering flights to New York and Boston and so on. And and it is cheaper overall than Aer Lingus, it strikes me when I fly anyway. You know? It's, so, so it's it, not always... Um, is it not? The, no. the, 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 okay, the way the, the three... We, we four carriers from North America... Uh, four major carriers, sorry, I'm going to, be in the, going, to, going to go into the others now in a second. But the three biggies in uh, North America, in the United States, are United, Delta and American Airlines. They all have very extensive services and all of them are doing Shannon as well, which is always important. Air Canada, pretty new in the market uh, by Eight, ten years ago, we had a very basic service to Canada. Now we have uh, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Direct, all great. WestJet, Air, Air Transit, all also flying to Canada. So Canada is going to have three mm. carriers competing in Toronto. And Air Canada, by the way, the connections into North America are very often cheaper than the connections with an American airline. But, uh, you know, anywhere there's uh, good competition between uh, two or three carriers, mm. That's where the prices will sort of... Is one reason for the North America thing is you can clear immigration in Dublin? Is, is that attractive one of the reasons, to people? And, and many other... Com- not many, at least to my knowledge, some come through Dublin on purpose to clear immigration there instead of having to do it on the, on the, on the other side of the Atlantic. That's that, that, what that has done for Dublin is people have flown to Dublin from all over Europe um, got a low-cost option, either come with the Aer Lingus feed service or got a low-cost option with Ryanair. Let's face it, Ryanair is our major low-cost. And then um, they can get reasonably cheap flights from Dublin as well, have the immigration done. You don't have the big queue at the other yeah. side. It's probably not as big a factor as we would think because people, in my experience, will do anything to save €30. Euro. And then when they're stuck in the 3RQ in Miami, having yeah. you know, they'll say, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But price tends to guide people the, the two things that are doing our transatlantic service, Luke, are our geography. Our location gives us 
a lot of really good options for direct services, 16 of them from Aer Lingus uh, into, North, into North America alone. And the second thing is that the technology of the aircraft is moving forward. Really exciting for aviation people is the fact that Aer Lingus is a launch customer. We're never really, we have a really strong aviation history, but we're the launch customer for the A321LX or which will be, which will be um, uh, launching in, the, in mm. around September. But the, in the old days, there was only a really in the formerly in the old days the seven four seven. Just talking to Barbara Scully out there about the old days in the seven four seven. I remember the seven four seven. Yeah, yeah. With the three thirties and the uh, and the seven four sevens were really what you needed to get across the Atlantic. Now you can get much slimmer. Right. Instead of two hundred and eighty seats, you can only se- you only need to sell one hundred and eighty. That means a route like Minneapolis, like Hartford and Connecticut, which would never be viable, is now viable now is. from Dublin. Yeah. And the other thing that makes it viable is, as you said, people fly into Dublin from all over Europe. Yeah pre-clearance and on their uh, their aircraft on. It's fantastic, the choice Isn't it? we yeah, have into North well, I, was, I was amazed on the numbers. I looked, I, I looked, I'm a scientist looking, looking at numbers. It's great. 2.25 million seats were sold by Aer Lingus for, for the US and Canada in 2023. Is everybody going to America? Selling that number of seats seems remarkable to me. We are the fifth biggest um, of our North America uh, routes out of, out of European airports. Right. We have, a, you know, if you look at one of the Saturdays Last July, the only airline that had more transatlantic flights that day was British Airways than Aer Lingus. So Aer Lingus's entire business model, they've sort of sh- pulled back a little bit from Europe. They regard Europe now as their feeder for North America. They right. see North America as where the profits where the is, are to yeah. be made. And as I said, the technology is uh, allowing that. Is, yeah. is allowing that. You know, the, it wasn't, uh, it couldn't, you couldn't really have sustained Seattle, to give it a good example in the old days without yeah. um, even though it's a, it's a wide body aircraft going to Seattle it couldn't have been done without the feeder service into Dublin right. and in terms of uh, the overall economy of the airline industry right, it is coming back isn't it to pre-pandemic levels yeah, absolutely. another number of subs, there was a 31% rise in first and business class tickets were sold last year apparently right? now that, that's got to be a good sign hasn't it because they need those business class fares the airlines don't they and, and business class um, what they noticed is that people buying business class normally uh, the likes of yourself wouldn't have to pay for your own business. I know you, yeah. you, you'll have someone else to I do, to yeah, pay that's for right. <laughs> And you sit there it's and you enjoy it. The price differential is but massive. People are actually paying for personal, you know, let's say getting out to see the grandchildren in Australia had to wait four years for it. Uh, yeah. Am I going to sit back and see yeah. row 57? You'll get a business class fare to Australia. Let's go the furthest yeah. for four thousand euro. Right, yeah. uh, and it's lovely, you, is it? Oh, it's it, to be sitting it's there really good, especially I mean, if it's uh, a special trip or whatever. The, makes the, it even the, more the bigger screen in the sky. They all have different things going for the biggest screen in the sky is Emirates. Emirates is a big favourite of mine, um, and you obviously have all the the life flat Emirates on the A three eighty, which you don't have to Dublin, but you have on the Sydney to Dubai. Have a little bar in business class with yeah. uh, where everybody gets their selfie taken. You'll see it in everyone's Facebook right. profile, but it's. Really it makes the whole thing special. Okay, but, but the important thing here is, I first flew way back to uh, Australia and about paid uh, £900 Irish for the return flight. Proportionately, compared with the average income back then, business class is cheaper now. Ah, so what's right. happened overall is airfares have drifted down yeah. and what used to be the ordinary fare is now 
the, uh, the, where you can get business for that. Airlines also have a third category. Um, JetBlue are very good at this, the new carrier, where you get an in-between, where a little yeah, bit I've more seen that. Yeah, and You don't get access to the lounge necessarily at the airport or whatever, but uh, you do get yeah, a business class. There are other ways around that. that. You, buy, you can buy sort of your card to get a lounge. I'd recommend highly that you know, there, you don't have to be always in business class to get a lounge. You can get it through priority pass things like that. I recommend highly as a person who braves uh, hundreds of airports yeah. uh, a year that lounge access is the difference between the airport experience being uh, miserable and <laughs> manageable. So it's worth paying a bit extra, worth, on, do you think, for those sorts of things? Extra. And the yeah. differential between economy and what they call the, the in between class, which very most most of them call a premium economy is a little bit lower than the differential between premium economy and right. business. Yeah, yeah. Again, options are out there, aren't Great they? options yeah. and good fares, you and, know, good, and, good, good ways of making that money work a little and, bit, go and, a bit further. And I love the notion of new routes, that makes us excited. And Ryanair, I find to Morocco, isn't yeah, that a great thing? Yeah. Ryanair um, uh, haven't loaded the last 10% of their inventory because of that delays in aircraft. They're, they've thrown uh, new routes, they put new routes into Cork as well. Um, and I do expect maybe to get a surprise or two from Ryanair with new uh, new services. Right. The, uh, they're, also, they're also, let's not forget Belfast, we've 10 new routes. It's the airport with the most new routes for 2020. Is it really? And uh, there is, uh, th- there's probably more to come from Ryanair. Is it cheaper to go up to Belfast than and fly out of Belfast? No, no uh, not generally, necessarily. Generally, yeah. generally not. But the, the difference between, Erling, between uh, Belfast and Dublin uh, Dublin has two competing airlines, Luke, um, the Ryanair and Aer Lingus. And what we've seen since the pandemic is Ryanair's share grown and Aer Lingus' share shrink. Right. Belfast has three. It's got um, Ryanair and it's got EasyJet and it's got Jet2. And you have Aer Lingus in Belfast City Airport as well. So it means that if you've got, generally two, two competitors in a route would bring prices down a little bit. But when the third one arrives, that's when you really see the action. And New York is a good example. JetBlue, Aer Lingus and United. And Newark is the other great option for New York. For, uh, one of the interesting things that has happened in the last year, by the way, is Chicago is as big as New York in our transit. That's the oh. first time that's ever happened. Oh, okay. Now, obviously, it's, it, it, it was ahead of JFK, but if you throw Newark into the equation, it yep. balances up things a little right. bit. The other big story we must talk about is this cap on the number of passengers in Dublin Airport, 32 million a year. What do you make of that? Has to, has and, to go. and what's going to happen? Because that, that was a big bone of contention, wasn't it, for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. has to go. I mean, the planning process wasn't built for major pieces of infrastructure. You know, it's built for people putting extensions and ribbon development yeah. and knocking down old castles. It's not, uh, you don't, you, you, for something as big as the airport, for which uh, the economy, the growth in the economy relies, um, it's, the planning process is really, really badly built for that in terms of the speed, the delays in board planola. All of this should have been sorted about five years ago. We're, de- we're looking at a cap that was introduced in 2007 when the numbers in Dublin Airport were uh, probably more than 30% less than they are now. And while everybody says, OK, we can start, you know, we can stop the number of flights and we can uh, divert them to Shannon or Belfast or whatever. It doesn't, the, the way the, it, the airport is so inherently caught up in the economy that if you start degrowing the airport, you degrow the economy. You're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's, you know, there, we've heard uh, a lot of very well-platformed local residents saying uh, our lives are made uncomfortable by the increased number of flights. Dublin Airport 
seem to have done everything right in the planning because unlike Heathrow, they're not looking to buy land to build another runway. They got that runway built, they did it during the pandemic, everything. And then we can come in with a regulation which um, means that we are to have fewer flights than we had before the runway was built. We got to get somebody to sign an order like we did, let's say, with data processing yeah. centres or something like that and say, let's stop yeah. uh, arguing about the cap. We passed the cap, by the way, in 2019. Did Not we? a word yeah. about Not it. Not a word about it, yeah. yeah. 2023, uh, yeah. a lot of arguing about it. Uh, Dublin Airport will be, we're gonna, they're going to come in at 34.1 million for this right. year. Right? Anyway, uh, yeah. Now, Dublin Airport, uh, as always, there's the argument about if when somebody gets off a plane and gets on another one, it, they're double counted. Dublin Airport will say we're actually under the cap if you don't right. count that. But that's the international norm is to double count. And we've got to get someone just to sign a paper saying, Stop arguing about this. The airport has to yeah, grow. Get on with it. We have five, five, we, it's, it's going to be growing about 5 6% a year. Anyway. And we, yeah, anyway, yeah. And we, we can't suddenly tell all these major people that we're getting foreign direct investments. We yeah. can't start telling tourists, don't come to Ireland. We can't tell Irish people, uh, don't, don't travel abroad, abroad yeah. on business trips or leisure. Right. We have to sort of, somebody has to step in and say, yeah, grasp Fingal, the nettle. Yeah. And Fingal can make it, and Fingal, the economy in Fingal is bigger than the economy of the six counties in Northern Ireland, largely because right. they have an airport in their midst. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Owen, we have a question. It's like I asked the expert, uh, would Owen know of any new routes out of Shannon or any upcoming? It's such a lovely and easy airport to fly from. You know a, joy, new routes? a joy to travel from. Yeah. Uh, Ryanair, very be- behoven to, uh, sorry, Shannon are very behoven to Ryanair. Right. Um, yeah. But luckily they, they have the Boston, Chicago, uh, Boston and New York and they've got Chicago back, which they hadn't for many years. They got that back from United. That was a big step. Um, the, there aren't any new from Shannon this year, but as I say, Ryanair might put a few more back into the into right. the mix before the summer takes off. Although I do see this Cork to Rhodes. Isn't that right, Ryanair? Yeah. Like fancy a nice vacation. They, Rhodes they, is a beautiful place, isn't it, to go to? Yeah. And I imagine that's very cost effective, is it? Okay, Ryanair's big growth uh, was when they based the second winter aircraft in Shannon last year. So that's really what they're, they're still... They're still uh, you know, they did well last year. Cork is where uh, their extra routes have come in for this year. And, right. and, and there's one just started from Erlingus from Cork uh, right. to Leon, oh, to Leon. The, uh, last nice. week. Yeah. So uh, Cork are get, have got, uh, I think, six new routes for, t- for this year. Right. Uh, Shannon, uh, Kerry, Knock. You know, the, the, the Shannon did well with the new routes in the last yeah. round. Right. Uh, Shannon has uh, a lot of stuff that Cork would like as well. You yeah. know, direct services into Paris, Charles de Gaulle. It's a very good airport. And as, as your caller said, um, an absolute dream. Easy airport, airport to fly to out of. Yeah. At the time, people were queuing to get into the terminal in Dublin Airport. I had the pleasure of flying out. Oh, of that Shannon. fateful day! Remember, oh, that's right. <laughs> I had the pleasure of flying out and getting taken me about six minutes. You're actually wondering why I arrived so early yeah. because you're at the other side. That's you're right. already at the gate. Very good, Owen. Thank you very much. Always a great for all pleasure. Your advice, yeah. And remember, everybody, get booking. There's bargains to be had. January and is this miserable month. morning. Fly off to the sun. You'll get a deal somewhere on. <laughs> The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.